to the Fashion Potluck podcast session. Fashion Potluck is a women-driven platform where women can pose, engage, and interact with each other. My name is Una. I'm the content manager of Fashion Potluck. I'm here with Julia, the chief marketing officer of Fashion Potluck. Hello. Hello. And our guest for today, Anouk Blyenberg from the next from the Your Next Chapter, a mindfulness coach. Hi there. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, so today we're going to continue talking about mindfulness and to introduce yourself, um, Anouk, could you tell us a bit more how you got into mindfulness? How has it helped you? What are you doing at the moment? Yes, of course I can. So mindfulness for me started in, I think, 2014. Um, I was in San Diego. I was traveling. Oh. And before that, I already did some yoga. That's where it actually started. I kind of hated yoga, but Already. at that point, <laughs> For what um, reason, yeah, I thought it was a little, um, yeah, I don't know. There's this Dutch word, zweverig. <laughs> no, it's more like more, more spiritual. Um, and I, I was not there yet. I was not okay. there and it didn't, uh, didn't work for me. Maybe I had the teacher that I just didn't uh, yeah. fit in with. But in 2014, I had a yoga class in San Diego and that actually touched me. So there it started and um, yeah, I, I started crying, of course, you know, oh, it happens sometimes. Yeah. And from that point on, I was like, yeah, maybe now I need to focus on yoga and see what it uh, does to me. I was in the middle of a burnout back then. I was studying. I was um, having this great social life, working part-time. So it was a lot of things all together. And also some emotional parts kind of helped me getting into this burnout. So from that yoga class on, I was like, hey, I have to do something with this. So I started the yoga teacher training when I got okay. back from San Diego here in Amsterdam. Really nice. I was one of the youngest, so mm -hmm. most people were like 40 years and above. Um, but still, it was great. I learned a lot there, and that's also where I learned a lot about mindfulness, about meditation, uh, which is also part of mindfulness. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we discussed before. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, and we will get back to this again. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is where it, where it started, okay. actually. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But what do you find uh, the most inspiring about your practice? The most inspiring for me is that um, whenever you take this step back, uh, what, what mindfulness is for me, taking a step back and realize where you are at the moment, um, it helps you also figuring out what you want to do in the future. So for me, it's very important to listen to my body, for example. And I think it's important for everyone, but not everyone is there yet, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for me, it really helps if I can take a step back, do some yoga, meditation, uh, mindfulness, make sure that all my thoughts are really clear and the direction I want to go to. Um, it just comes at itself. Like if you take a step back, it comes at itself and you can... Just yeah, start living your your life again yeah, after yeah, stressful yeah. situations, stressful you say moments. Listening to your body, how do you do that actually? Um, for me, that's first doing exercises. Okay. So that's yoga, or for some people, it's going running. I also go running sometimes, um, just to like kind of clear your mind a little bit, and that's 
also maybe a good thing to say. Some people with mindfulness, they want to clear their mind, like totally, they don't want to think about anything. Yeah. That's not what, what it is, because mm-hmm. thoughts, they come. They come and they co- go, so they will always be there. And so you're if just you, uh, basically observing them? or Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you try to clear your mind fully, that's not going to work, because then you're just focused on that, and then all the other thoughts, they will come later, because okay. they will come at yeah. a certain yeah. point in yeah. time. Yeah. And what are you doing right now? Like, are you, yeah, because you are a mindfulness coach. Yeah. So, yeah. can you tell us a little bit more about this? Yes, what I do is I coach people who experience a high stress level, or who experience a burnout, or sometimes they are oh. even in the middle of a burnout. Okay. So, what I uh, try to do is I try to guide them towards the kind of different life um, where they can handle the stress. Yeah. Because normally, if people are totally stressed out and having have a burnout already, they have to change something. Yeah. yeah. And it either has to do with their thoughts and emotions. Or it can be something that they're doing, like work, for example, if it's not a good fit with their personality. Sometimes you just figure that out later. Sometimes you start a job and then two years later, you know, hey, this is not mine. It's not going to work for me. Then you have to change your life. And every time when there is change in life, people struggle. And that's okay. We all struggle. We all struggle in life. Um, But I help them with these mindfulness exercises also to get back on track and get back to a new life or adjusted life, for example, which is a better fit for them than before. Yeah, Yeah. that's really interesting because I think there are so many people with a burnout now, even on, I think it was BuzzFeed, I read an article that millennials are the biggest burnout generation, but people didn't have that many burnouts like never before so that's quite interesting or maybe it's just more talked about you know or maybe yeah 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 maybe i don't know i wouldn't know like maybe there was like a just yeah they didn't know that this would burn out maybe they thought it's like more like a lifestyle but currently like uh, um like every i don't remember in numbers but yeah many many like thousands and more like of millennials they are experiencing burnouts especially yep. in it was obviously about the western world more mm-hmm. but uh but still and i think it's uh, really great that we're actually doing this podcast right now because maybe we can actually help people understand at least that they have a burnout and maybe they should do something about it yeah yeah but it's interesting because uh i also feel that people who are older they usually practice mindfulness and do you feel like younger people practice mindfulness i maybe more yoga yeah they they, they start doing that every for every person it's different of course um some people like to sit down and meditate yeah some people like to move with their body so they choose yoga Others, they just want to get clear goals, for example. That's also some kind of uh, mindfulness. Um, Because you look at your thoughts and you take a step back. So that's very important. But I think you're both right in the sense that I think back in the days there were a lot of people with burnouts. But the word is kind of new. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe they maybe they thought of, at least my my grandparents they thought it's just a way of living. Yeah, it's probably. Just, yeah. Just, you have to suffer. Yeah, you have yeah. to struggle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's a probably. different different mindset. Maybe yeah. it's like back in the days. If you look at people now, for example, who have financial problems, there are a lot of burnouts there because yeah. it gives you stress. You don't sleep. You have to worry about every penny you have. You yeah. like. It's super difficult to live with that. Back in the days, there were a lot of people with financial yeah, issues. Problems. Yeah. 
they just worked hard exactly and kept on going they didn't even think about it and maybe later when they had the money they started to think about it yeah so that's also kind of yeah there's no time to think about how you feel what your thoughts yeah, are doing how to just and nowadays yeah. we have more information about this and people are actually thinking about how to create their life as perfect as possible yeah, and there are like so many ways to do that and there are so many decisions to make and then yeah. we have social media 24 yeah, 7 yeah, yeah. This culture, like if I ask people, how fast do you want to respond to an email? People apologize sometimes if they answer to an email two days later. Well, it's not that important. Yeah. yeah. Or you can also maybe call them or walk even to them in an office, for example. Yeah. That's also an interesting... Yeah, it's true. Just, yeah. Yeah, but we, were, we were talking about, uh, sorry, we were talking about financial problems, people mm-hmm. with financial problems. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that many people are going to think, yeah, but I don't have money. How can I not be stressed about it? Mm-hmm. And like, what what advice would you give to those people? Is it more like, because obviously it's, if you become mindful, the money won't come, mm-hmm. but uh, like basically you will have a different approach, right? So how does how does mindfulness help in such situations? Yeah. I think mindfulness can help you to calm down a little bit. Um, just there we go again, take a step back, yeah. see what the situation is like, and you have to deal with that situation. I think what is important for these people who experience uh, like financial problems, what I see often is that they don't dare to ask for help. And there is a lot of... There are a lot of things possible, in, especially in the Netherlands, yeah. um, where you can get help. But people don't know it. I've seen people who are in financial situ- or financial problems and, um, yeah, they, they feel ashamed. Like, if I would have financial problems, luckily I don't. But if I would have it, I would feel ashamed to step towards someone and ask them, like, hey, can I borrow some money for you? Hey, do you know how to fix this? Hey, do yeah. you know how to save money on insurance? Hey, do you know? Like, it's super hard because it feels like you're failing in some part of your life, right? Mm-hmm. So I get it. The only thing, um, like, mindfulness helps you to also live with the fact that it is the situation right now. Yeah. And what is important to also know, it can change. Yeah. 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 But and I think if you have, yeah, if you, if you know that and changes everywhere and everything, that's, um, I heard it last, I think it was a few weeks ago at a seminar, someone was uh, telling me like, the only constant is change. Exactly. And I totally agree with that. But I think that's good as well. Um, But I'm curious, are the effects of mindfulness long-lasting and how long do they last after you stop practicing? Do you have to do it on a constant basis? I know someone who uh, meditated for a full year, didn't meditate before that, and turned... Like turn out to be a totally different person afterwards. So in it a happens. positive or in a positive in way. Positive so way. more calm, um, um, accepting situations as okay. they are. But so it could it could help, but it also differs per person, of course. But if you stop, for instance, if I've been practicing mindfulness for mm-hmm. half a year and then I'm like, okay, I don't have time anymore. Mm-hmm. 
Am I still mindful? Do I still have these characteristics? Am I still more calm and accepting? I think if you, at the moment you're saying, I don't have time for this. Yeah. Then something is not good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> something is wrong True. there. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you say, I don't have time for this, uh, it's not important to you. You can make time for things you think is important. If you really want to, for example, I love to dance back in the yeah. days. If I really want to dance, I make time for that. Yeah. It's okay. the same with mindfulness. If you really want to have a calm mind, you make time for it. Okay. So, but yeah, it can be long lasting. If you practice it for over a year, for example, you see people changing. You see, um, it's also, do you really stop doing it? Or is it part of your life now? That could also be possible, right? So normally you had to sit down for half an hour every morning or five or 10 minutes, doesn't matter. I mean, meditating. Yeah, meditating, for example. And now now you're doing it during your day. When you're on the bike, for example, you focus on your breathing. That's or you look dangerous. around. <laughs> I think it can be a bit dangerous. No, you can do both. Yeah, you can, but if you can watch out for traffic and also or if you walk to the to the bathroom, for example. Yeah. <laughs> those kind of things. <laughs> Maybe you bump into someone and you're yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. Um can mindfulness uh exist without uh, meditation and yoga? Um, yeah, but it's, um, it's part of like yoga and and meditation are part of mindfulness. Yeah. So basically mindfulness can't exist without those two. It wouldn't be mindfulness or for me, no, but for others, maybe yes. Maybe they have a different way. It's also what, what name you give it, right? Yeah. So maybe you have a mindful way of living, but you don't call it mindfulness yeah. or you don't call it meditating or yeah. focusing on breathing focusing on how the moment uh, where we are now like in the moment we are now um but yeah no i i got it i understand yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. um practicing mindfulness requires maintaining a non-judgmental state of awareness but what if the moment is pleasant are we allowed to enjoy it I love this question. Yeah. <laughs> yes, this is actually the question I always asked my teachers oh, really? and okay. my mentors and whatnot when I was yes. uh, starting to practice mindfulness. Okay. For me, it was like, it was actually the exact same question. <laughs> like, I feel happy now. Yeah. Can I not feel happy? Yeah, exactly. Because, because I, isn't yeah. that the... I feel like we should also uh, aim to have a positive kind of feeling, not just a yeah. neutral feeling, because I feel like a positive feeling is better than a neutral feeling, right? Yeah, totally agree with you. Yeah, yeah. this is still a part um, that I cannot answer clearly. Okay. Um, I'm a person who lives in kind of extremes. It's it's getting like a little less extreme now, but when I was younger, it was really extreme highs and yeah. really extreme lows. Okay. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah. But so for me, it was weird to have this, (laughs) have a person saying this to me, like, yeah, what what can I do with this? How can I deal with this? But what I think it's about is um, dealing with it and experiencing it, being conscious about what is happening. So if you're happy, you can be happy. Notice that you're happy. Okay. If you're feeling sad you're feeling sad. Yeah. Just notice you're feeling sad and yeah. don't try to change it. Yeah, go through this. Yeah, that, that's well. for me mindfulness. And maybe some people won't agree with me and uh, that's fine because every person is different yeah. in my eyes. Yeah. But for me, that's it. Like yeah. just accepting the way it is. 
Yeah. Uh, For example, I had a really hard time accepting my extreme lows at a certain point yeah. in life. Now I'm way better at that. Sometimes you have these days. You get yeah. out of bed and you're like, oh, I don't feel like this entire day and it's not going to work and nothing yeah. is like going to go well. And it happens. I think yeah, it really has it. Just live yeah. it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry. Uh, how does mindfulness help people who experience high stress, for instance? Yeah, that's. Um, I work with a lot of people um, who experience a high stress level. Mindfulness helps them to calm down, but also to get a more realistic view on life and on the situation they're in. How do you mean uh, realistic view? Do you feel like people... Actually, if people are under uh, high stress, they probably yeah. have don't have such a clear vision right that's right yeah. that's totally right yeah what i learned them to do is take a step back in those those moments some people you tell them take a step back and i do it other people need to have a year or a year or a few days yeah. for that <laughs> um but that's the most difficult effort if you're super stressed out take a step back i had the same i'm still searching for the right uh, balance in being mindful and in working hard. I love okay. to work hard, but I know I have to set my boundaries yes. somewhere. Mm -hmm. And for every person, that's also different. And you work with a lot of people around you who have different boundaries. So comparing is not possible. Yeah. You have yeah. to find your own. Yeah. And that's what I teach them, how to find their own boundaries. Uh, take a step back in that moment and don't start getting more stress, making mistakes, uh, acting like a totally different person because that happens. People start not liking you anymore. Yeah. Um, so it's super important to take the step back. Mm -hmm. What I try to do is to, um, yeah, to help them, uh, yeah, seeing that this is the, the way to keep their mind more calm. And from that, their, that moment on, they start thinking differently, um, Sorry, it's super funny. I see this duck behind you. <laughs> funny. So, <laughs> it is funny now. <laughs> yeah, it's super happy, so it's good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I try to teach them how to take the step back and see where they are at that moment. And you see it happening, actually. You see people start thinking differently and they actually know what they're doing. They know where they want to go. Yeah. They just need to create space for mm -hmm. themselves. I'm curious, these people who are stressed out and burned out, mm -hmm. are they resistant to mindfulness? Are, are they like kind of like resistant to to help? Because I, I talked recently to a friend of mine who is super stressed and burned out. And I was like, oh, you, you know, I, I generally don't really like give opinion, which is not asked for. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, oh, maybe, you know, like we are, you know, we're like learning about mindfulness. We're mm -hmm. like interviewing people. Maybe mm -hmm. you should try it. You know, maybe you should like listen to it. Maybe you should you know like at least try meditating yeah. you know it's all useful anyways mm -hmm. like he's like no you don't understand it's not gonna help me i'm sober now meditation's not gonna help me like what do you think do you experience this often with your clients yeah with people who are already in the burnout or super stressed out um what i want to tell everyone don't try to advise them yeah that's the difference between coaching and advising mm -hmm. um Coaching is where you guide people towards a certain direction, but you let them find out what they need. Yeah. And advising, it's advising is always with love from yeah. friends, from family. 
and they don't see that they don't have space they don't have space to understand that they just see someone telling them what to do yeah 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 Yeah. and if you're stressed out it doesn't work Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so that's yeah that's the difference between coaching and advising like with coaching you help them figuring out themselves so what i do during coaching is asking a lot of questions yeah and they start thinking and during that hour or one and a half hours they have the time Mm -hmm. so they create space Nice. If they don't go to the coach, they don't create the space. They don't do that. Yeah. So they keep on being stuck in the yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's very important to understand. Actually, for me, it cleared up like the difference absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, And the only thing you, if you have, because I know it's super hard to be friends or have a family member that's in a burnout. A lot of times you see relationships uh, breaking, like after a burnout or. Uh, people don't want to go back to the office to work anymore or mm-hmm. other problems arise. The only thing you can do is be there for that person. Tell them that you're there. And that's it. Okay. Sometimes take them out for a walk mm-hmm. if yeah. they can. If they're, they're really burnt out and they can only lie down on bed, it yeah. may, may, might take a while. And take that serious. Like, yeah. take that seriously. It's like having fear. For example, if you ever saw someone with a fear for spiders... And that person sees a spider. Yeah. They go crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's the same. Like, take it seriously. I think that's super important. Just be there for them. Sometimes take them out for a walk. Mm -hmm. uh, Bring food they need to eat. Like the primary primary, needs. Help them in that a little bit. So you wouldn't recommend talking to them. Just if they want to talk, let them talk, but not really... Ask questions, see how they respond. Yeah. If you feel like you, everyone it's can feel this, yeah. like if you feel like they don't want to talk... Don't yeah. talk. Don't push. Don't. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. But uh, in your opinion, do you think it's even possible to live mindfully in this fast-paced world with a kind of 24-7 culture and a lot of responsibilities and goals? Yeah, that's a good question. Um mm-hmm. This is the way I think mindfulness helps me. Um, If you really want to be a mindful person, like a monk, for example, um, I don't think it's possible in the middle of Amsterdam. Yeah. Um, Sometimes it's like, I I was in LA at some point and I saw a guy uh, meditating in the middle of the beach where people were surfing, <laughs> playing with yeah. balls and everything. So Super it's possible. Nice. That requires like a really high state of yeah. mindfulness. Yeah. But yeah, it is. And yeah. it's a decision you make. Yeah. Uh, me, myself, I wouldn't want to be someone like that. I wouldn't want to be super sad in this world it's amazing what kind of world we're living in everything changes so fast we're learning a lot um it's just your own boundaries you have to set uh, to make sure you survive that's it actually and that's where mindfulness helps um just adjusting your life and adding these mindfulness exercises to okay. your life to make sure that you survive yes yeah. I know what it's like to just go with the flow in the world and keep on working hard, having all these social uh, connections, uh, maybe studying next to it, uh, maybe having kids next to it. It's all these roles you have as a family member, as a colleague, as a friend. it's a lot. It's a lot, definitely. Yeah, so I think important here is make decisions for yourself and don't try to do everything. Okay. See what's important for you. Yeah. But do you believe that 
the mindfulness state is kind of the normal state, which we love as the utero chaotic lifestyle. Do you think people were more mindful before? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> you have a lot of good questions. <laughs> I think back in the days, um, people were not thinking about it and it was just happening. In that sense, maybe it's normal. But back in the days, you also had people who were totally stressed out. You had people yeah. who were super chill. We still have that. It didn't exactly. change. I don't think human beings change that much. But do you so, believe that's the normal state that we lost? Or I don't think just... we. I don't think we lost it. No. Okay. I think it's 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 there. Um, maybe some people lost it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> you know exactly who you're thinking about right now. Right? This person in mind, you see the clear picture. You're yeah. like, yeah, that one is not gonna get it ever. <laughs> oh, well, it happens. You should no. listen to the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're never gonna listen to this podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're like mindfulness, yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe it is um, it is the normal state. But the normal state, you you have to do something for it. Like it's not gonna gonna be there. Uh, maybe back in the days it was, but I don't believe that. I wasn't yeah. there, but I don't believe that everyone was living a mindful life. Okay. I think it was the same. Like people were stressed out and people were super chill and yeah. living their life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I want to ask you this question again. We discussed a little bit before we started recording. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was, you know, like I read a little bit about mindfulness, but this was bothering me for a while and I wouldn't, you know, dare to ask because it seems a bit like, you know, silly. But so yoga is part of mindfulness, same as meditation, right? Yes. Could you tell a little bit more about this? Yeah. How they are interconnected, basically. Yes, what we talked about before um, starting here is indeed the, the eight weeks mindfulness course, for yeah. example. Um, and what I told you back then and what I'm telling now, <laughs> you will never see me giving a course for eight weeks mm -hmm. uh, mindfulness. The good thing, it, it helps people. Like um, some people, for some people, it's good. They get the basics and it's good to start with that. For other people, it should be interesting right away and should be kept interesting so what i do with coaching sessions but also with workshops for companies for example is i look at the group of people i have in front of me so what i do is i try to get some more information about them what's going on mm -hmm. um, how they feel feel they, do they feel stressed do they need to spend more time on social activities or not or what what state are they in? From that moment on, I adjust my coaching or mindfulness workshops to that group of people. Yeah. Um, but that was not your question. Your question was <laughs> yoga or meditation. Um, it's part of mindfulness. Mm -hmm. Yoga and meditation, you will see uh, passing by in those eight weeks of mindfulness. Okay. And mostly how it's like there is this certain time um mostly people start with yoga mm -hmm. some people start with meditation depends on how active you are what your preference is but those two are also interconnected right yeah normally mm -hmm. what you do is you start with yoga mm -hmm. and then after yoga so you you focus uh on your body right so you start exercising and that's 
for two things, actually, to calm your mind down and also focus on your body. Mm -hmm. Then the second step is meditation. Yeah. And there you start going deeper. So you already are... Um, you cleared your mind a little bit already with the with the yoga, or didn't clear it, but it's more calm. Mm -hmm. um, and then after that, you start meditating, okay. and that's that's part of mindfulness. With meditation, you um, acknowledge your your thoughts, your but your breathing also. And for people, it works. For everyone, it works differently. Some people like to focus on their breathing. Others like to focus on sensations in their body, for mm -hmm, example. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's always for me. It's always part of okay. mindfulness. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, another thing that I was thinking about. So um, I attended this uh, workshop, mindfulness workshop, once. Yeah. It was like a short workshop with a big group, but it mostly was like basics of mindfulness. Mm -hmm. And uh, the woman, the speaker, she said that uh, mindfulness, mindful lifestyle leads you to happiness. So like when you're mindful, you kind of achieve this happiness. Mm -hmm. Do you agree with this? In a certain way, yes. Um, it helps you feeling more happy. Okay. And I think that's because you accept things as they are yeah yeah like you accept the situation you're in yeah um so yeah and that in that way it helps yeah mm -hmm. i don't i don't want to say it's going to help every person who feels depressed is going to feel happy mm -hmm. yeah because there are a lot of other factors, factors yeah. that play a role there yeah yeah but yes it can definitely help so basically okay. you you've you think that by accepting ourselves in uh, joyful moments, in sad moments, it mm -hmm. brings us happiness because we are accepting ourselves the way we are. We're not judging ourselves. We're not punishing ourselves for yeah. being sad. Yeah, yeah okay. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, it's interesting, but because let's go a bit back to the people who have a bit more of a negative uh, state towards mindfulness. Yeah. <laughs> and they say that mindfulness, they argue actually that mindfulness is used as a means of escape from having to think about difficult problems and finding solutions. Uh, do you think the practice is lowering our critical thinking and kind of creating a disconnect from daily challenges? Do you think we in this way postpone dealing with a challenge? This is also another question I asked uh, to my teachers <laughs> back then. Okay. Um, yes, what here also you have, I think you have the difference again between people who are totally sane, like monks, for example, yes. or people who try to um, add mindfulness to their lives. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm someone who is like, I'm this in-betweener, right? So I'm partly spiritual, partly super commercial focus on business <laughs> yeah <laughs> work hard makes yeah. it interesting no, for a lot that's of a people good combination, yeah. it makes it interesting um, because I, I i see both sides mm -hmm. um i hate politics but it's kind of politics now but <laughs> 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 no but what what i think here is critical thinking is super important um it's also some kind of mindfulness actually you think about different options so what you do is you take this step back already mm -hmm. but i i get these people who are like yeah they're just ignoring and they're just uh, trying to live uh, life without thinking too much um but that's not it that's not what people do try to live mindfully okay 
Um, it's more about thoughts and emotions and feelings. And um, they always, if, if they're part of society, part of this community in this in this world, in the Netherlands, in Europe, wherever, they always have to deal with people who are uh, asking them questions, uh, like workplace-wise, they have to work on a project and they don't get along with one person or they end up in discussions, um, mistakes are made. They yeah. always have to deal with that. If you're a mindful person, you still have to deal with that. Yeah, exactly. If you work somewhere and you say, yeah, I'm not going to deal with anything because I'm living my life mindfully. No, it's not, <laughs> it's not happening. And it's also not yeah. what is happening right now. Yeah, exactly. And I would like to ask this person if there is someone he met or she met who did this, who was yeah. like in the workplace, like, hey, I'm living mindfully. Let's just skip this part. Yeah. And keep on going. That's yeah. not what, what That's happens. That's not definitely. Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Uh, finally, uh, could you recommend some books or courses or podcasts on mindfulness for our listeners? Yeah. I'm really bad at remembering names, okay. book titles. Yeah. Um, what, I, what I do think is really good, especially for beginners, uh, people who, who would like to see what mindfulness is, for example, and probably everyone knows it already, but the app Headspace, yeah, yeah. it's perfect. Okay. It works. Um, they guide you through meditation. So you just, you can listen to it in the car. Um, don't close your eyes, please. Uh, <laughs> you can uh, maybe listen to it in during your break at work or at night before you go to sleep. Um Although I want to say people who fall asleep during meditation, yeah. it's really nice if you're, <laughs> you're really bad at falling yeah. asleep. But if you really want to get into the mindfulness, also try to do it in the mornings then. Okay. But in the mornings, I think I'm even worse than that. Like I have difficulties waking up. So I think if I'd started mindfulness, I yeah. would just like I think fall asleep yeah, in yeah, the yeah, process. Yeah. Did you try it? Yeah, actually yeah. I did. Yeah, because everyone recommends doing it in the morning. So, oh, let yeah. me try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then yoga does work in the morning because it's more active, yeah. obviously. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. the meditating doesn't really work for me. But okay. maybe that's also what you need first. Like maybe you, you need, uh, personally, you need first to do yoga a little bit, bit and you're awake. Mm. And then mindfulness. Yeah, maybe. And then you start the day perfect. Yeah. And yeah. don't try to do it every day. Um, in the beginning, especially if why you can try to do it every day. But what you mostly experience if you set your mind on doing it every day and you don't do it for one day, then you feel bad about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you stop. You stop doing it. So you would recommend doing it when you're feeling it. Also not because you won't feel like it if you're not used <laughs> yeah. to it. <laughs> Just try, like plan for yourself maybe a week uh, before, like, hey, I want to do it three times this week. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just plan it, do it. If you don't do it uh, one day, you do it the other day. Yeah. You still have like room to switch it is for example okay that's yeah. okay start slow mm -hmm. yeah. yeah i think if you also would remember some uh apps books or podcasts you can send it to us and we will add it into the podcast notes so yeah. our listeners okay, perfect. Can, can yeah check it yeah. out mm -hmm. yeah i will um, check my book bookshelf <laughs> well we have come to the end of the podcast uh thank you anouk for this um, interesting perspective on mindfulness. Thank you for inviting uh, me. You're welcome. Uh, we are going to leave uh, Anouk's details in uh, the post and also her the Your Next Chapter um, link. And to all the listeners, thank you. And uh, if you have any questions or comments, make sure to leave them below. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye.